0: Aboard the battleship pretension, I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bass, and thank you for listening, David. How you doing? I'm doing great. Great, uh, yeah, because
1: uh, today we're talking about one of my oh, favorite
0: times of, of the year, and it is back to being one of your favorite times of the year, yes. It, I, we don't want to for, dig into it, but like, yeah, you know, no, for a while it was, we'll a, get into it later. Okay. I
1: remember we, we will have the opportunity to get into it right. later. No, it's not, uh, yeah, I don't get as uh, a Obsessed with Comic-Con as I, as I used to. Okay. Because I think uh, uh, things have changed in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to go to Sundance and TIFF sure. now. That's a big sure. thing. And um, some of my tastes have changed. I don't watch as much TV, so, like, right. going through the schedule to prepare for this episode, there's, it used to be, like, how am I gonna... Decide what to do here and now it's like what am I going to do with the two and a half hours where there's no panels I want to see yeah you know um but yeah the, that's for, that's for later once we introduce our guest uh first off real quick I want to tell you Tyler and the listener about tweaked tweakedaudio.com. Mm-hmm. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors they look great they sound great this morning while walking my dog I was listening on my tweaked audio uh dot com earbuds to the new song Spirit by Beyonce which mm. is from The Lion King it's soundtrack I guess I don't know if it's a song that's performed in the movie I have yet to see the movie is it what plays
2: over the the end credits it's in the it's in the, the middle about middle to end of the movie hmm. I don't remember it what are huh. the odds mm. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so that's how everyone feels about The Lion King I haven't seen The Lion King but based on this song I'm gonna love it cause I like the song
0: sure see so and given your your proclivity to listen to artists that have passed away recently. This is my clumsy way of getting into this. I found myself wondering, like, has RipTorn ever sung a song uh, and recorded Because maybe you could listen to something by him, because uh, torn passed away. And uh, yeah. that was uh, very sad. And on Twitter, obviously, you want to do like hashtag RipRip, rip, yeah. but you can't do that because then it seems. You know, not disrespectful. He probably would have liked it. I could see that. Yes. Or not. He was
1: apparently not a nice guy <laughs> uh, by all accounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah have- hell of an actor. And if um, you haven't seen the Larry Sanders show, check it out. He's amazing.
1: Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was listening to the Beyonce song. Uh, I, I liked it. It sounded great on my tweaked audio.com earbuds. You can, you can, the, those earbuds are available to low, low. Per- Sorry. Can't talk today. Mm-hmm. Those earbuds are available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com, but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one-third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension.
0: Now, David. Before we introduce our guests, would you like to do some some warm ups? Some red leather, yellow leather kind of thing.
1: I know New York. I need New York. I know I need unique New York.
0: I slit the sheet. The sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit.
1: Um, uh, The big blue bug bit the big black bear. Oh boy, that one I rubber baby buggy bumpers. That one I know. Um she she, she sells the, she sells seashells by the seashore. Yeah. Peter Piper picked up pickled pickle peppers. Mm-hmm. Um she stood on the balcony, inexplicably mimicking him hiccuping, amicably welcoming him in. <sighs>
0: uh <laughs> the one who the guy whoever wrote that one angers me. I don't know why. Uh I love
1: that one. I also like <coughs> I don't know why I because People have listened to this show for a long time, I'm mm-hmm. sure, uh, and they know I'm a bit of a mush mouth, And yet, for some reason, I love tongue twisters, and I don't mean to brag, but I'm not bad at them. I'm yeah, you, you <laughs> nailed all of them just now. Uh, I did. I know I actually messed up the peck pickle, uh, of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. I got the Peter Piper right. part. It was the peck okay. of pickled peppers that I messed got it. up. Anyway, um, rubber baby, rubber baby, buggy bumpers. Now I could. Now I can't do it. <laughs> I, I remember. I, I remember I flew too close
0: <laughs> to the sun. I remember uh, 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 on a on a um, comedy for Futurama, uh, anytime Billy West needed to do Richard Nixon, he would warm up by be, by going like Robert, you're talking <saliva> <laughs> about which is just uh, I like to just get the gel sound in there. Well, the one I, this isn't a uh, um,
1: a um, tongue twister so much, but the thing that I will say to myself uh, <laughs> sometimes is. 20 Dwarves took turns doing handstands on the carpet. Absolutely. 20 Dwarves. Uh, 20, 20, 20 dwarves. dwarves. Which is from Bugsy. That's right. Uh, anyway, that's all in the past now. Right. I can speak perfectly. I'll never have any problems again. Mm-hmm. Perfect diction. Rip Torn style. <laughs> um, oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, uh, joining us on the podcast to talk Comic-Con, normally I we've kind of let the cat out of the bag. Right. And... Keeping the topic That's secret the- makes no sense. Nope. <laughs> people know what the name of the episode is. But uh, joining us is longtime friend of the show. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Lenoir tour I don't know if I, uh, I. I'm trying to learn French. I think I fucked that one up. Uh, I should learn some French uh, tongue twisters. But it's <laughs> Terrence Johnson.
2: That sounded pretty good to me.
1: Lenoir Ortour. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. That's about how I say it. Yeah. All right.
2: Okay. Um, how How you been, Terrence? Um, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Lion King. <laughs> saw Lion King. Yeah. But I'm very excited for Comic-Con. So you can sort of put that behind me.
1: <laughs> well, let's get, let's, let's get into it. Shall we? Let's talk about, about Comic-Con. We'll talk about the, um, the specific stuff. Tyler's not mm-hmm. going this year. We'll talk about the specific stuff that we're looking forward to. But in general, you just made me think of something. It, it, it it seems like there was a time maybe because I started going to comic-con in 2006. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seemed like there was a time, like there are certain, I started to make friends that I would only see at comic-con and I'd, I'd be seeing a lot of other movie geek type people. And it always felt like, Oh, there's one, there's one tentpole movie coming out before comic-con that I have to have seen, or I'm Mm going to be behind. Everyone is going to have seen, you know, if it's, the dark knight in 2008 or sure. the avengers in 2012 or whatever um and i would try to see those movies and now two things there's never just one movie anymore because yeah. it's, it's it, you <laughs> yeah, know over no, no. the 14 years i've been going it's just become such that that everything is a comic-con type property every weekend um but also i think oh, Maybe I'm getting the timeline right. right. you, Tyler, you, uh, I'm not sure, Terrence, you probably have a better memory of when stuff came out. Okay. When did Prometheus come
2: out? 12. 2012.
1: No, I mean, sorry, what time of year? Uh, spring, I think. Like before Comic-Con, Yeah, before Comic-Con. So. Yeah, right? yeah, Comic yeah. yeah, so I think that was one where I was like... I think I, I like. It's crazy because I know I, I mostly just skip these kind of movies now, unless I'm mm. reviewing them. But I remember telling my wife that my girlfriend, I don't have to say that. My wife says you don't All have right. to say that, but I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> She's my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, we got to make it up to. To Prometheus, before Oof. you know, like I, just have by, I have to have seen Prometheus. Yeah. Comic Con's coming up, I have to have seen it. And I feel like that's they will that eat that me alive if yeah. I go to, if I'm there. And, <laughs> and I feel like that's one that oh, no. kind of that kind of broke the spell for me because sure. I really found Prometheus to be <laughs> awful, to be empty, uh, and confused, mm-hmm. um, and bland. In uh, somehow ambitious and
0: outside. lazy at the same time. Uh, I don't
1: yes. know how that's possible. Uh, yeah, and, and I and I I'm not saying this is. that that Prometheus led me to the path where I'm now less into the (laughs) Comic-Con-type movies, Uh but I don't have that imperative anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't... And I feel like in general... What year did Cabin in the Woods come out?
2: 12. 12, 12? yeah. That's the year for you. I think that was the year
1: that I, like, allowed myself to get excited about things. I got excited, and I basically... Two out of three of them, I ended up not liking. I got excited that about Prometheus, and I didn't. Yeah, I know, didn't like Prometheus. Got excited about Cabin in the Woods. I know I'm in the minority, but I didn't like it. And then the last movie I kind of remember being <laughs> truly excited about until maybe John Wick Two was Cloud Atlas, and that one I felt kind of sure. came through. I love Cloud Atlas. I love, so do
0: I. Good. I'm was glad. Cloud Atlas a, a big Comic Con movie? No, because it was a it was a, it was a fall movie. Okay, you're just talking about year. 2012, yeah. Um, I consider 2012 a, a very good year all around, uh, for the most part. Um, you got your master. You got your... Uh, Commander. You got your <laughs> you got your far side. You've got your world. Uh, um, but also, uh, you got Django Unchained that year. Yeah. You've got... Um, I, I really like Life of Pi. I think you do as well. Really? Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's a, yeah. And yeah. Avengers that year.
2: Yes. Yeah. And Lincoln and Perks of Being a Wallflower. And Farewell, My Queen. The, yeah. Uh, that was that, that. was that year. I like that
0: movie a lot. Um, Beast of the Southern Wild was that yeah. year. Amor was See, that year. I don't year? like Beast of the Southern Wild. Amor, I like. Yeah, I don't um, like Beast of the Southern Wild either. Yeah, there are things I I don't love it, but there are mm-hmm. a lot. There are a lot of things I like about it, specifically that performance. Yep. But anyway.
1: Anyway. The thing i like most about pieces of, of the wild is the 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 onion tweet
0: <laughs> that they got in such trouble do you remember oh, when the onion yes, got I in do. trouble yeah i defend that tweet up oh, and yeah, down we've about it yeah we talked about it at length here looking like a couple of idiots uh and mean <laughs> guys but it's like no you're not getting the nature of the joke yeah Ugh. yes the joke is in protest of the thing like <clears> yeah a certain type of they, internet smart ass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you who are bothered by that joke and the person making the joke feel the same way. Yeah. That's anyway, that's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> um the point is, Terrence, what is, uh, what does comic con mean to you? What do you get? Do you get excited? Or what do you look forward to? I
2: do. This is my first time going back in like two, three years. I went like five years in a row. I started in 2012, which is funny enough. um, and then comic-con was like oh yeah no more press pass for you uh and then this year they gave me one so i was like well i guess i'll be in attendance yeah um for me it's really like cool because i went maybe at like the height of when like not that it sort of dwindled off but like comic-con was like way at its power the first time that i went because that was like um twilight's final. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, final movie uh and just like that was what the height of, when all of like the movie studios had a panel for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I saw a Paranorman panel there, which was great. Uh didn't I think Django Unchained had mm-hmm. a panel that year? That right? was like the first time that one sort of spoiled me because it was like on the day that like Twilight did their panel, I just got in line to get into Hall H on the day of, and I got in like, yeah, I don't know if you could really do that now. <laughs> um, no, like, particularly I, I, not on Saturday. Cause I'm, I've never I, been in Hall H on a Saturday.
1: The thing I, t- 2010, mm-hmm. which is when they had introduced, they officially announced that Joss Whedon was directing the Avengers and they introduced the, the, the entire cast, including Mark Ruffalo, uh, which had, mm-hmm. we all knew, but had not been official yet. That end of Saturday, Marvel panel, My wife and I got in line at like 2.30 in the afternoon. We got in. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. You have to get in line the night before now.
0: I had a... I mean, admittedly, this was like a Friday morning or something like that, where I was walking by, and I saw the line was just like empty, and I thought like, oh, I guess maybe they moved the line somewhere. And so I was just walking by, and then like one of the attendants was like, I'll You you can walk right in. I was like, all right. If you can, I guess you do. Yeah. So I went and saw the Boss Baby panel. Because I
1: think what Terrence is talking about, that time in 2012... When every studio is bringing something, yeah. Hall H was always in a trap. Like Hall H itself, I'm just gonna go to yeah. Hall H. Yeah. And now I think what you're talking about, Tyler, happens more often where people go to Hall H if they, right, if there's something they want to see. And uh, you know, this year we can talk about the Saturday. Saturday ends with Marvel. Mm-hmm. It has. Nothing big all day, and yet it will still be full Of course, yeah, <laughs> because of people course. for for Marvel, because Marvel took last year off, Marvel Movie Studios took last year off of of Comic Con, and so I think this year people are going to be very eager to camp to, or get in line the night before and get the wristband. Yeah. There's less camp coming out than it used to be because they have to be in Hall H when Marvel announces all the movies we already know they're making, which is yeah, what, yeah, Black about- Widow, Black Panther 2, what's the... Eternals. Uh, the Eternals. I almost said the Elementals, but that's from Far that's From all different thing, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, Comic-Con is a lot of line waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think about lines. Uh, these past couple of years, I've done cosplay. Um, so it's, like, a cool place to... Like, I love Halloween, so, like, dressing up is, like, fun, but, like, I'm not... Going to work dressed as like Lando, uh-huh. but I can go to <laughs> Comic Con dressed as. You know what they say, dress for the job you want. Not the job. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm cool being Earthbound for the moment. I don't need to be in an intergalactic uh, space missions, but um, yeah, it's just a really cool place to be with different people. I do see, you know, it's different than going to a film festival, um, and. What I've done these past few years with WonderCon and Comic Con is really started to tailor my schedule less to what I feel like I have to cover, you know, as a person in this industry and more like mixing that stuff in with just random panels that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do want, so to bring up one example, like, I would love, I do want to see His Dark Materials. Okay. I loved that book. I hated The Golden Compass. I hope that they're doing it right. But like, if I don't get in, that's not going to like ruin my life. There are about four other panels that day that I'm really excited for that are more about like the craft of filmmaking or the craft of comics or Mm -hmm. all of these other things.
1: Um, his dark
2: materials is a TV thing. Mm -hmm. HBO, BBC adaptation of the Philip Pullman. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I've never read those books. (gasps) I've heard, I've heard I would like them. That's what I've been told
2: is that I would like, they're amazing. Those books.
1: um, yeah, I would say my my number one most anticipated panel this year is also a movie, a TV panel, not a movie mm-hmm. panel, although it has a movie in the title. It's the Home Movies cast reunion. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fun! Uh, I love Home Movies. I have I have at certain points put it on my like top ten favorite TV shows of all time list. Mm. Um, it falls it falls in and out, but it's one of the shows that um, my wife and I. Tend to speak to one another in in quotes. Yeah. From uh, I don't know if you guys are big home movies fans. If you watched the show when it was
0: on, but, we, uh, I've only seen a few episodes. I'm a big fan of Doctor Katz, and for some reason, I feel like that qualifies me to also like home yeah. movies.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's both squiggle vision, <laughs> yeah. uh, and animation. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we uh, I'm trying to think what we what we quote. Well, definitely the. Uh, do you remember what's a. Uh, uh, H. John Benjamin, did he did two voices. He did yeah. the coach, but then he also did one of the kids, like snot those mm. kid. Yeah, yeah. And when he gets, like, quote-unquote, like, drunk on Kool-Aid at the party, and he's like, you and your rich bitch dress. Uh, <laughs> that's something I say to my wife a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a Dr. Katz quote, because, like, um, Jonathan Katz just would have that Mono, uh, mm-hmm. Monotone thing, and he would say stuff that I adored. And so one of them, there's a thing where he's going back and forth with Dennis Leary, and they're talking. They have different opinions on something. And so like Dennis Leary like chimes in with something, and then Doctor Katz goes, he goes, he goes, you know that's interesting. But I'll be honest, I'm more inclined to agree more with what I said. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I was like, I can't find a way to work that in because yeah. no one's gonna know it, and they'll just think, wow, Tyler's an asshole. Yeah. Oh, that's right. it's a wonderful the quote.
1: The other <laughs> thing, my wife, my wife and I can't just say the words DVD player. It has to be DVD player. <laughs> I don't know. You're where <laughs> Coach McGurk was saving up to buy a DVD player. So he kept like donating plasma. So he was essentially like, <laughs> he was like out of blood and like doozy <laughs> and like going
0: DVD player.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm very excited about the home movies uh, yeah. cast reunion. Um, but uh, let's just go. Let's look at the the, the schedule. Sure. I, I have two schedules here. I have mine that I'm uh, stuff that I'm planning to see, and then because we do a movie podcast here, I also just called up on Comic-Con comic-con dot org, just filtering just the movie panels. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how many of them I'm not interested in, and
2: so <laughs> there's other than that, that. I Yeah. Am. Um I mean that's you wanna talk about like a shift in, in how the programming has gone. T V has really taken over. Yes. Yeah. And which I kind of think is good because it's the one with like the most readily available content, the one with the characters that you spend a lot of time with, so that it's always nice to be in the room with those people.
1: Yeah. I think the uh and I can't remember off the top of my head what year it was, twenty ten or twenty eleven, the the statistic that people always talk about that's sort of... Because it used to be movies in Hall H, TV in Ballroom 20. which mm-hmm. is the second biggest w- room, but it's about 2,000 fewer people than yes. Hall H. And the statistics people always say is there was one time, I think for Game of Thrones was in Ballroom 20, and there were more people who, like in line, who didn't get into Game of Thrones than there were in Hall H for whatever movie panel, yeah. under oh, wow. attended movie panel uh, was the other day. I think that was kind of uh, the... Um, that that was a turning point. I think Comic Con mm-hmm. sort of realized they were maybe a year too slow to adapt to it, but they realized that uh, oh yeah, TV can be in Hall H, and now Walking mm-hmm. Dead and, and and Game of Thrones have been in Hall H, and then Sunday has become TV Hall H yeah. day. It was back in the day, it was uh, Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad, and now it, now it's Supernatural uh, and Supernatural and Mayans. Mayans. Yeah, yes. that's right. Um, <laughs> and i don't know the first year <laughs> i
0: don't know what mayans is uh, it's mayans is the
1: sons of anarchy Spoon. oh yeah.
0: that's right oh that's uh, the name of the rival guy. okay got it yeah yeah
1: um so the first year i don't know if you know this the first year <laughs> they did tv programming in hall h which or sunday programming in hall h because mm-hmm. they hall h had never been open on sundays before the first year they did it they were so sure that it was going to be under attended that they took out like the back two rows of
2: Oh, wow!
1: and ended up that ended up biting them in the ass because yeah. it, it totally filled up and people didn't have places places to sit. So
0: why would you but, ever yeah. take out chairs?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a, maybe they just wanted to get a head start on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of chairs you have to yeah. fold them and put away. Kind yeah. like <laughs> You hey guys, if we
0: do this now, <laughs> we can be done like 15 minutes earlier on <laughs> yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So let's uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk
1: about. Let me look at... Because I don't want to just go panel by panel. We've done that in the the past, and the listeners don't always love... (laughs) It gets a little dry. And and as
0: someone that is not going to Comic-Con myself... You know what? Here's the thing. For me, it would genuinely be like an envy thing. Essentially, what happened was, a while ago, I missed... like I forgot to re-up my uh, press credentials. And then I just kept forgetting, because I was in school at the time and all that... And uh, and then that's just kind of, and then it's like oh so I gotta like reapply I don't even yeah. have to uh, who has the time who has the energy but the fact is I loved Comic Con when I went partially and I didn't even go to that many panels I just liked being there I liked the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. And I liked occasionally slipping into a panel that is not that busy only to find that it's insane. It's incredibly interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting to me, but it's, you know, there's no celebrities or anything, so nobody cares, but I love
2: well, it. I'm, you know, those are some of my favorite panels, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Listeners are going to hear, like, cause I mentioned this panel at least once every year, but I found myself <laughs> once in a panel about, it was, the panel was about the price of, of digital comics like mm. how much should you pay for a comic digitally mm-hmm. it got so heated oh, like literally, like, oh yes <laughs> like people in the in the audience and a person on the panel like yelling at each other uh it was it was fascinating i loved it it's um, so like what four bucks uh i have no idea what it is oh, all right well because a regular comic is three or four bucks usually yeah. yeah so it's i would i think the argument is that it should be cheaper it should be a dollar or two issue but I don't know I don't I'm it's still not, old school. Because not taking
0: resources yeah. you know. Okay. I,
1: uh, I'm still old school and I still like I have a pull list I go to the comic book store uh, once every week or two and yeah uh, I, don't have, I don't do the digital comics thing I'm mm. like I'm like the guy still getting Netflix discs um, <laughs> Wow uh, and not the <laughs> streaming
2: service <laughs> yeah uh, do you Do you still get discs from Netflix? No I haven't gotten a disc from Netflix in Five or so years. But I mean,
1: did you
0: cancel the disc thing?
2: Yeah, right. You, you might just need to return the, the disc. <laughs> yeah, you have. maybe uh, yeah. that's the no. Issue. I definitely canceled <laughs> that because <laughs> I just stream stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the, I'm but surprised I, they still. I cannot believe they still have the disc. Oh yeah, I mean, my father they tri- does it. They um, tried to um,
0: separate it out a few years ago. I you know, remember Quickster. Quickster. Uh, yeah, and that didn't last very long. No.
1: Um, I remember the last disc I sent back that I had been sitting there forever and I like did the math with what I was spending a month for the disc service and not using it <laughs> is that I so I spent like $200 to not watch Ongbok Bak the Thai Warrior.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cuz it just sat there for like 2 years and I never watched it and I sent it back and never watched it. Fun T- fact, uh, do you know I'd the like it. do you know the last VHS like the last movie oh, to I, get a VHS release? Is it The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? It's A History of Violence. Oh wow. Uh, an, so a couple <laughs> years after LXG. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> I appreciate the shorthand. Okay, so uh, so you don't want to go panel by panel, do you? Are you looking to go day by day? How yeah, we I'm do- go day by day, or I can I'm just gonna- ask you like, how well, about this? Uh, hey, so,
1: do, but- Terrence and I have some panels. I'm sure we want to talk about, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: what I'm saying is, uh, how about this? How about we go by day? Okay, and then I, Tyler Smith. In an attempt to make myself relevant to the episode, okay. uh, I will force you guys to boil it down to let's say five panels a day oh, that, okay. that day, and then I will then decide. Of course, you don't have to go with my decision, but I will then decide which panel you should go to. So here's I said okay which and one I have panel. like twenty panels on here exactly. For Friday? Exactly, it's tough. Well, let's, <laughs> well, let's Thursday. go with Thursday. Let's Thursday do Thursday, for, for, Thursday. But here's
1: the yeah. deal: is th- this is why I pulled up the because. I pulled up the movie one because that seemed relevant to the podcast listener because a lot of the stuff that I put down that I want to do is like comic stuff or we haven't talked about because this is the 50th Comic-Con. Oh. And so they are doing a ton of panels about the history of Comic-Con. Oh, that sounds fascinating. They're doing a panel a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Comic-Con in the 70s, Comic-Con in the 80s, Comic-Con in the 90s, Comic-Con in the 2000s. And they're having... um, people on a number of these panels there are I think there are four people alive who have been dead at every comic-con oh wow Um, and I think they're all they're all going to be there Uh, there's yeah because they're doing one panel just on the first Mm comic-con they're doing one panel on you know the history of movies and comic-con because people talk about like oh the movies have taken over or whatever but like Comic-Con was, San Diego Comic-Con was never just a comics convention. It was right. always about the popular <laughs> arts, as they call it, celebrating the popular arts is what their uh, slogan is or whatever. And so there's always, movies
0: have always, pretty much always been a part. Mm-hmm. And of, there's still a pretty sizable comics presence. Like This is the thing. This the, is the thing. You know.
1: From the outsider's point of view, yes, it looks like movies and TV, you know, all the buildings are wrapped in movie and TV ads right. or video game ads or like everything, but comics but if you look at the number of special guests attending mm. and the number of panels comic books are still yeah. in terms of percentage the main uh, content of comic con
0: um, it'd be neat if they had a panel about the history of line management in comic con <laughs> and put in like hall H or something like that I don't think anybody would show up but and be like hey we're doing all right look but how easily everyone got in here
1: yeah I, I think there's yeah there's um there are two ways to look at line management at Comic-Con, which is <laughs> to look at the number of people there and the fact that everything gets done and go, wow, that's quite an achievement. Yeah. Or if you look at other events I've been to, I mentioned Sundance and TIFF that have <laughs> line management and think, why can't Comic-Con get it as smooth as <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> folks? Yeah. I think I mean, there has always been, uh, sorry if I'm talking over you, Terrence. Yeah, no, uh, uh, there has always been, I think, a lack of communication among the volunteers and security people at at Comic-Con. If you you know at at Sundance if you go up to a volunteer and say ask them a question, you're going to get the answer to that question. Yeah, right. If you go at at Comic-Con and ask a, a volunteer and two security guards the same question, you're going to get three different answers. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah.
2: It's Comic-Con is is tough in that regard. Um cuz I have been to, Sundance was has great line management mm. because they have to because you are standing out in the freezing cold. Um, <laughs> I think that Comic-Con sees that as part of their mystique that <clears throat> there are long lines and that you have to wait to get into all of these panels. Like, I really do because I feel like much in the same way they have this exclusives portal now for all of your signings and your Funko Pops and all of that. I'll explain could,
1: that to the listener in a second.
2: Yeah, like, they could easily <clears throat> do... Something to that effect to make, like, getting into Ballroom 20 and Hall H a little bit smoother. But they, like I said, once the Twilight movies sort of came around and Marvel, it was like, it's now a thing to, like, have these really long lines. It's like a... Uh,
1: well, they do the wristbands, I think, to
2: cut down on yeah. camping out. And this year I heard that they're also scanning badges, which is great because it, you know, that sort of lessens it. Mean? But you still have to get in line at 6 p.m. on Friday to get your wristband at 2 a.m. to come back at 7. That's a To get too. in yeah. at 10. To see the panel at 6.15 p.m. You know, like, that's... Yeah. That's a lot of endurance.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't understand why it takes them so long to hand out the wristbands.
2: Like, neither do I. As somebody who <laughs> waited in line until about 2 a.m. and was, like, 100 people short of getting a wristband, yeah
1: yeah i just th- th- yeah that's awful that's
2: awful yeah no it's um, it's a
1: yeah, I remember the first year that they did the wristbands i like left a it was like one night I left a party it was like almost a mid- almost midnight, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go.' pick up a wristband because that's how I thought it worked it was yeah. the first year they did it I was like I'll just go over by whole edge i pick up a wristband go to my hotel and next morning I'll come and get in line and uh, yeah I got there and the person was who was there was like yeah you're gonna have to wait it's gonna be an hour or two before yeah. they get there and I was like fuck that
2: <laughs> yeah so line um, li- yeah line management so to, is not great
1: the, to explain to the listener in case they care the portal thing you're talking about is that there are certain exclusive things that you can buy or signings, which like famous people signing shit, um, where the lines become unmanageable if they don't do anything mm-hmm. for them. So basically it's an online <clears throat> lottery. Yes. You enter and they don't really, they've done a really interesting, interesting thing this year. Cause last year what happened when they, when they introduced this online lottery is that everybody signed up for everything. It's mm-hmm. just to, like, I hope I get in and just send sure. everything. Yeah. And so you ended up with stuff, the stuff that actually wasn't that in, in high demand still gave away all these like spots in line or whatever. And then no one showed up yeah. for them. And so now they've given you essentially like, I can't, I, I don't really do, do this like
2: 20 tokens or something. You get spend? like two tokens on Wednesday. It's like 17. on. Th- it's basically scaled for the day. Okay. Uh, like 26 on Saturday and like 21 on on. Sunday, and you can portion, them, or you could portion them because the portal is closed. But like you could portion them out yeah. to the this, vendors, to the signing. But
1: this is also the fascinating thing: is that you get twenty six. It doesn't mean. I mean, you can use that to sign up for twenty six different yeah. exclusives. Or if there's two you they really want, you could put thirteen tokens on each one of those, and that gets you higher in the priority for yeah. the drawing. It's really, it's really interesting. Fucking, this-
0: fucking Willy Wonka
2: finds this excessive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like this is so much smooth and this is what i mean by like regular lines to get into panels that they could be doing a little bit more because this is so much more smooth than what the process used to be it used to be like lego for example because i remember i had to get up at like five in the morning to get in line to have the possibility basically you like hit like an ipad button and it would tell you whether you got it or Hmm. not so you had like a 50 50 shot but it's like the line was so long that you couldn't like come back around but also you have to get up at five and like the convention center is not, doesn't open till like nine. (laughs) So the fact that, you know, they had all of these people, you know, on the sales pavilion, just (coughs) multiple lines and it used to just be crazy, you know, um, depending on the weather, it could be really hot and that wasn't really great for people. So the exclusive portal is great. I feel like eventually maybe five years from now, they'll find a way to do something similar with at least a hall age panel or two or like a Saturday that be like, so do you mean like do a lottery? Yeah. Yeah. Like what if you just, and they might break it up by like seating areas. So it's like, we have a set number of people who sit here and that's going to be like the DC 11 o'clock in the morning one. And if you want the Marvel one, like you're seated in the back and I guess we'll just sort of move people.
1: I think there are people. So, I mean, you, 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 you accused comic-con of sort of trading on the, the on the line thing. But I do think there are people who like it. And I think yeah, there are I people... I think the people who do show up at 6, mm-hmm. wait until 2, then get back in line at 7 to get in at 10 for a sixteen six fifteen panel, I do think there's a certain sense of pride. Like, they I mean, feel like they've earned it. If and I, I like got if that t-
2: wristband, that last time I went, I absolutely would have been fine.
1: <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're gonna yeah. p- if you do the lottery thing, you're you're going to piss off the person who, just by chance doesn't get in the lottery, but absolutely would have devoted a day and a half of their yeah, life sure. to get it. Those yeah. people are going to
2: be mad if you do, if you do a lottery, they they'll figure out a balance. Maybe when they expand the convention center, like they've been talking about doing for um 10 years now. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. San I Diego, don't... the city seems very, uh, yeah, it has a lot of factions. They just there. signed an extension to stay there to 2024. So, yeah yeah but i think
1: um well i don't know now with the um with the chargers leaving because i think part of it was they wanted to there was a thing where they wanted like like we don't want to expand the convention center we want to build a new stadium with Mm. convention space or something but Mm. obviously uh, i guess they don't have anyone to build a stadium for (laughs) (laughs) poor san diegans yeah Yeah. san diegans
0: Yes, yeah, San, Dieg- San, San Diegans. Where are the Chargers going? They're here. They're in Los Angeles.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We have two teams. Oh.
0: Mm.
1: We have two two football teams. Okay. And two basketball teams. And then baseball and hockey, we got one in Los Angeles, one in Anaheim each. Mm. We are... It's an embarrassment of riches yeah. for, mm-hmm. for sports and so- fans
2: And here. two soccer teams.
1: Two soccer teams, that's right. Man, oh man. The Galaxy and the LAFC.
2: hmm
1: um, And as we talked about... <laughs> Recently on the podcast, professional hockey, minor league hockey, is coming to Palm Springs. Uh, I'm very (laughs) excited about that.
2: (laughs) Okay. I that's a lot to comprehend. (laughs) So
1: the NHL is expanding, because right now the NHL has 31 teams, Mm -hmm. which is weird, because it means there's one more team in the Eastern Conference than there's in the Western Conference, and it seems weird. So they're fixing that by expanding to Seattle in 2020, I think, or 2021. I can't remember. And Seattle's AHL affiliate is going to be located in Palm
0: Springs guys <laughs> let's stop talking about sports that the listeners don't follow and get back to go- <laughs> talking about a convention they're not going to attend okay <laughs> all yes. right so Thursday mm-hmm. you got it like, okay so do, yeah, we're you're narrowing it down to five panels each I'm sorry
1: I, I know, this is a real you know choice at this point we're thirty five minutes in maybe we three, do panels,
0: three, three panels, panels okay. okay yeah I was so like, trying you know, to be nice you should
2: read what to start, like you should read what like the movie panels are and we can say if any of them were interested sure. in, and then maybe. Okay, so
1: <laughs> there's a lot of movie panels, but here's some, um, give us like the big, there's oh, the yeah, big, okay. The so the big, big movies that are, cause yes. I was going to say, there's one that's like, Oh, there's a podcast called best movies never made. And they're doing a live thing. Oh, okay. that's nice. Uh, see, I don't know that I'm as interested. I like a younger me would have been interested in that, but now I'm like, eh, I've heard all about the movies I've heard. I've heard all about, <laughs> Alejandro Yudovsky's Dune, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe that's what it is. But uh, as far as the big movies that are there, God, there's not we're talk- we're, Are
0: we talking Thursday right now? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. Okay.
1: There's um, Terminator Dark Fate. Okay. Is that what it's called?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me, why don't I just look at Hall H? If there's any justice, they should just hold that panel in like a janitor's closet or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Terminator dark fate is the only movie panel in hall H on Thursday. Okay. Jeez. After that, it's Batman beyond 20th anniversary, a Marvel video game panel, hmm. then agents of shield, which is apparently still on. And then, um, his dark
0: materials, which, uh, Terrence will be at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think chances are good. You're going to make it into that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um,
0: hope so. so the, uh, other
1: movie related panels. Yeah. I said best movies never made. Um, there's one that is actually on my list, so I'm gonna hold off. And actually, I don't want to say anymore because I could be stepping on Terry's right. toes. So yeah, let's not. Let's just go. Okay. Um, so do we do, we're gonna do one and one.
0: We'll do we'll do one and one. David, your first panel that you absolutely positively want to go to on Thursday is what?
1: Um, hold on. Are there th- are there three that I absolutely positively want to go to on Thursday? Because <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to keep it to. Uh, okay here's one okay 1pm 1 on Thursday in room 6 BCF you're wrong Leonard Moulton hmm. um, and that's uh, let's see uh, Leonard Moulton gives members, audience members a rare opportunity to challenge the movie master himself on his categorical cinematical, c- cinematic conclusions so I guess people get to come up and say I think you were
0: wrong about this and then he debates them yeah and then he probably winds up May- this is going to sound mean. You know what? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. I love okay. Leonard Ball.
1: No, it's not about him. I mean, I was going to say, am I mad wa- that he's never returned an email about being a guest on
0: the podcast? <laughs> sure. <a> it will hurt. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean I don't love him. Right. Uh, no, it's more just, it was it was going the other way. I mean, again, like, just because this this celebrates the popular arts, that doesn't mean that the people there don't enjoy deeper film discussion. But I just, I imagine somebody like, you're wrong about this movie. And then he just winds up talking insightfully uh, bringing up film history and all and yeah. that sort of thing and aesthetics and there's like oh oh I'm sorry I I just didn't like your opinion and that was it I have nothing <laughs> I, to say um, but that does sound nice because yeah like in, Leonard Maltin when I've seen him uh, in in public and seen him speak like on panels and stuff he's a super nice guy uh,
1: okay so it's
2: you're wrong Leonard Moulton versus what is yours um, someone just pick some things that are other than his arc material since okay. i already mentioned that uh, in ballroom 20 okay. we have evil evil is a psychological mystery that examines the origins of evil hmm. along the dividing line between science and religion the series focuses on a skeptical female psychologist who joins a priest in training and a carpenter as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries including supposed miracles demonic possessions and hauntings their job is to assess if there is a logical explanation of something truly supernatural is at work. Um, it stars Katya. I hope I'm saying her name, Katia Herbers, uh, Luke Cage and Lemon Bishop, Mike Coulter. Okay. <laughs> um, and Michael Emerson, along with co-creators and executive producers, uh, Robert and Michelle King. This show sounds so weird. Yeah. yeah. Like a supernatural drama written by the creators of The Good Wife, one of my favorite shows of all time, starring Luke Cage as a priest in training. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Ben from Lost. Yeah. I just have to be there to see what that is. Yeah, because it's CBS, right? Yes. So I saw a commercial for it during okay. Amazing Race Um, because I I
1: don't watch that much TV anymore but I like saw I think I was fast forwarding through the commercials on my DVR and then like the show was coming up and so I saw like the second half of the commercial and I was like I said to my wife I was like wait (laughs) so I went back and then I watched the whole commercial again and I was like
0: this actually looks really interesting it looked intriguing although I will say that like there are certain Christian alarm bells that go off and they're not the ones you'd think it's literally like, Oh, so one of the characters is a carpenter. You say, mm. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah. It's, it's stuff like that where yeah. it's like, okay, I've, I've learned to like, yeah, there's and good, the, there's the good price analogy. Jack. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <Or something. laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so which one uh, sounds like you're picking evil. Uh, probably evil. Just it's tough because one feels more academic and fun mm-hmm. for me. The other sounds like just kind of a standard thing. But given how strange the concept is, yeah. it's interesting to to hear the perspectives of the people involved. So I'm gonna go evil. All right, all right, David. Here See, we go.
1: Um, I feel like I'm just pandering here. Um, mm. To me. Just to, I'm picking stuff that I'm not going to go see, but it's the movie related stuff because I'm like I, I've got stuff okay. on here that's like oh DC is having a panel with Tom King, the guy who's currently writing Batman. Oh, that right. Sounds great, but
2: he's that, also uh, going to do uh, New Gods. Is he? Yeah, with Ava DuVernay. Well, he did. Um, um, I'm about, I'm going to get into some weird panels. Do you, so you uh, can,
1: Did you read his um, sir, the Sheriff of Babylon, the, the Vertigo to Vertigo mm-hmm. is ending. There's no Vertigo panels. They didn't do a farewell to Vertigo. I don't know if you read that Vertigo is shuddering. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Although certain titles are just going to continue as DC titles, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, Tom King's great, but uh, that's not, I'm going to go with, uh, and this is okay. So they're doing, this will be a way to talk about something cool. They're doing, which is they've got two new venues. They're always adding venues outside of the convention center, but now they've got two new venues that you don't need a ticket for. You don't need a badge for. And they're actually, they're kind of a long way from the convention center. I think, I think the idea is let's let the San Diegans, (laughs) <laughs> you know who don't who like live here and have to put up with this but don't yeah. get to go to the convention let's let's have some free fun like panels for them yeah. so on thursday there's a 35th anniversary of ghostbusters oh there you go i don't know who's going to be on it It says panelists from the original trilogy artists and animators
0: This is going to sound mean
1: but it's at the uh, sorry it's at the, the theater at the comic-con museum san diego now has oh. a comic-con museum oh neat. park it just it is opening i think they're celebrating the opening at this comic Con. Mm-hmm. you can go to the wednesday night opening party if you have 250 Dollars, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm assuming to, it's an open bar. I just had to drink 250
0: dollars worth of booze, and ooh. I don't think we need to worry about that at <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to guess one of the panelists will be Ernie Hudson. Um, that's not to speak ill of him. He's a very good actor, but like he does this stuff. Like that's, and, I love uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, and he oh, was super. Great. And so they should do a crow panel, sure. Or you know what? As you know. I'm not even saying this. Ironically, if they did a Congo panel, uh-huh. I would be there. Yeah. I would be so <laughs> excited. And you know who else would be Ernie Hudson. You say the word Congo to him. He he lights up like a firework. Okay. Yeah. So we've
2: got, Wait, uh, you, uh, you Ghostbusters. Me- what do you got? Ooh, this is, um, this is, uh, making magic for Harry Potter and the cursed child an interactive masterclass hmm. at 6 PM in room six BCF. Uh, basically they're going to show everyone how they do the magic of the stage show um, for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So I saw this show. Jesus, when did I go see it? I've seen Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. The play itself is like, eh, yeah, but the stagecraft and like the magic tricks and all of that is really, really cool. And so I'm, when I saw this on the schedule, I was like, Oh, I wonder how they're going to break this like Broadway stage size show into like a regular Comic-Con panel. Uh, yeah, these, okay. So these are both tough. <laughs>
0: um, Don't to you both, okay. um, <laughs> Especially because it came out of your mouth. That's very strange. Uh, you should see a doctor. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Harry Potter one because while I've not seen the Cursed Child, I've heard, yeah, as a play, it's only so-so. But I would, if I had the opportunity, I would see it because I imagine the spectacle of it would be fun. And it really is like the combination of play and magic show. Yeah. And so the idea of them demonstrating that, the Ghostbusters thing, like, if they said who the panelists were, if like Annie Potts yeah. was there and and like oh, cool. Rick Moranis, yeah. like that'd be awesome. Like oh, well, I, I yeah, would, Rick Moranis, that'd be yeah. Like, like I, I would go I, out I w- to the theater for that. I wouldn't expect a Bill Murray or Sigourney Weaver. Maybe like a Dan Aykroyd or something. But, Although I did want to see Bill Murray
1: at Comic Con. He was promoting. That movie I've already forgotten the name of, where he was like a... Oh, Rock uh, the Casbah, right? Rock the Casbah yeah, yeah. he was promoting, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was, he was fantastic.
0: Okay, um, maybe.
1: but I, like, I, Yeah, I literally couldn't remember the name of the movie, but he was such a great panelist.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Um, anyway. So um, that thing, if they, said, okay, so if, they, you,
0: if they said who the panelists okay, were, so I'd probably going go with, with Ghostbusters, the, yeah, but Harry, I'm going to go with Harry Potter. Harry P. All right, so my third That's one... That's two for two, Terrence. My, I know. I'm my great. third one
1: for Thursday is, this is one of those... Tyler we've talked about these before like it sounds interesting but then you know it's also it's a commercial for something yeah But this is, a course, for something that I'm interested in, because at at Sundance this year, I missed the new documentary called Memory, The Origins of Alien,
2: Mm. Uh, directed by Alexander
1: O. Philip, who made uh, uh, 7852, the movie about the Mm -hmm. uh, uh, anyway. So they have celebrating 40 years of Alien. Alexander O. Philip is going to be there, obviously promoting his movie, uh, his documentary about uh, about Alien. Also, Diane O'Bannon. Uh, oh, okay. It doesn't say what her relation to Dan O'Bannon is. I don't know okay. if it's a wife or a child or someone yeah. else sister. Um, I don't know, but, uh, those are
0: the two big with names. With the name Diane, I would guess that Dan O'Bannon is disguised as a woman. And they said, Oh, what is it? I know he's dead, <laughs> but just like, <laughs> or is he? That's or is thing. he? Yeah. They're like, oh. What's your name? He goes, my name is Di, uh, Diane, no Bannon shit. Yeah. And, uh, but he's stuck with it now. Um, okay. So, so that's the, what is it? The Celebrating 40 the se- years of
2: alien. Okay. Um oh i know you're picking that one because uh, that's <laughs> what i would pick i need to add that to my schedule um <laughs> at noon in room 25 abc we have secrets from the beyond behind the camera with film and tv's top creatives uh one of the things that i really liked about ComCon, kind sort of started my first year was that like they bring in crafts people that you normally never hear about or mm-hmm. see until it's like awards time. And then everybody's like interview the production designer on inception. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you could have met the production designer on inception at comic con. So they have, um, VFX people from what we do in the shadows, a uh, weird city, uh, preacher, So just like a really cool VFX panel um, highlighting all of
0: these different shows. That is interesting, but I will always choose the academic discussion (laughs) as opposed to the behind the scenes discussion. That's not always that's not necessarily true, but certainly I like retrospectives and Mm -hmm. uh, especially because like Comic-Con so rarely, in my opinion, does them well. Um, There's that panel that every time I go, they do it every year. They whatever year is thirty years behind the current Comic Con, they will do a spotlight on that year. <laughs> I think and I, I skipped that. Like I yeah, think that was on a Thursday. I didn't. Right, rip- you know, I'm not going to pick it, even yeah. though I will always go hoping against hope that this is the year that they're going to do the slightest bit of deep dive, and then they never, ever, ever do. They always talk about just all the nerdy movies you would expect, which is fine, but then it's just the most surface yeah. level commentary and i always wind up leaving early uh, in disgust yeah i think so, i went to one and i kind of had the
1: same yeah it's
0: uh, but i but i feel like this by focusing on one movie uh with people that were involved or or were uh, related to people that were involved i think that would be the one to go with for me
1: uh yeah and i looked and apparently memory does not have does not have a release date i don't know if it didn't get distribution hmm. but i mm. i assumed this would be like and also check Amazon Prime on whatever sure. like, uh, yeah. but I don't know if it has a maybe they'll announce it there alright so let's move on to Friday Oof. and I'll mention uh, just like I did so like I started out with Thursday I'll uh, mention Hall H is almost all television again okay. on Friday uh, but starts off with two Avengers Endgame related panels oh, one with the writers okay. and then one they're calling a conversation with the Russo brothers oh okay okay um, the well, the thing that's at the end of the day on Friday. Well, the end of the day is preacher, but before that, they're doing a Game of Thrones panel, which is okay. fascinating mm-hmm. because Game of Thrones is over and right. doesn't need to promote anything. And also because everyone apparently who watches the show, I stopped watching years ago, and everyone who watches the show hated the way it ended. Yeah. It was trash. I, yes, um, mm-hmm. I'm kind
2: of curious to see you know how in- that panel goes. It would have been interesting just to have the actors come back because True Blood did that um Mm -hmm. you know they sort of got a victory lap as their show was airing during that final part but uh Benioff and Weiss are coming to do the Game of Thrones panel Mm -hmm. and that I don't much want to sit through that panel because I'm still hurting from how poorly that series ended (laughs) but I also want to be there for the train wreck that could potentially be that Q&A yeah um because Q and A's are raggedy, no matter the panel.
0: I um, always leave before them, or if I can't leave because I want to stay for the next thing, I will put in my earbuds. and um, uh, yes, listen to I'm something good for else. putting in
2: uh, headphones yeah. and busting out a book to read. Um, so I, I kind of feel like I need to be in the room for that, but I also don't want to be in the room for that because that just yeah. I was. I think
0: I told this story a couple years ago at the International Christian Film Festival. I was on a panel and then they opened it up for Q and a, and they didn't tell me that there was, it wasn't just me. I was just one of several people. And I assume no one's going to ask me a question, which was mostly true. Um, I still answered some, but, uh, but they did not say that there was going to be Q&A. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to hear what these morons have to say. Yeah. <laughs> and reg- and I say that regardless of who the audience is. I don't care. And sure enough, there was one guy who's something of a wingnut who before he had a question, he had like a four minute screed yeah. about how he's not getting acting work. <laughs> it's just and how he's got so much to give into, oh, to this gosh. world. Yeah. And no, it's just I like I can't. And then thankfully, someone else from the audience again in this nice Christian uh, uh, film <laughs> festival, someone like get to your question. Yeah. <laughs> which is which I thought was kind of funny. Anyway, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So. Um so let's
1: start with Friday. Yeah. I'll start with uh 2:30 p.m. in the afternoon. I get to sleep in on Friday apparently. Uh 2:30 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh room 5AB. The future of film is female. And this is a panel uh hosted by the great Alicia Malone from uh, Turner classic movies and mm-hmm. other things and who okay. wrote the book backwards and in heels about women mm-hmm. in film in, especially in classic uh, Hollywood and so uh, conduct a conversation about women working in genre film essential movies pioneers who paved, paved the way in the evolving landscape experts and filmmakers will give an, insights and discuss favorites and share sneak peeks of their upcoming m- movies that is interesting
0: almost exclusively because it's not actors it's the the yeah, it's right. Academics and filmmakers—that's more interesting to me yeah. than actors.
1: And Alicia Malone is uh, she's a, well. She's first off, she's a fellow member of the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society, as oh, Terrence wow. and I are. Mm. And uh, she's always a delight when she introduces movies at TCM Fest. Um, so I know that you know. Sometimes you just know that people like are good at doing, yeah. panels, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, doing panels. Um, and I know that Alicia Malone will make this uh, fun no matter what. All right, That's my pick.
2: Uh, so I'll take your female panel and I'll raise you gay geeks and where to find them. <laughs> um, what I think is really for people who are maybe listening to this and that are going to Comic-Con, you should really, really, really seek out the diversity panels, not um, just cause it's about diversity, but like the conversations that are had in those rooms um and the random things that will pop up tend to be really um interesting you can get into different conversations um in a way that you wouldn't get at just like a regular like it's like i mentioned the sort of behind the like the vfx panel it's like okay they're gonna be that'll be great but like gigs and where to find them which i've attended a couple of times is always like some little morsel of something that you haven't heard about in the industry hmm. pops up and then it's like becomes a big discussion point um it happened a while back with attended like a gay horror panel and they started dragging Teen Wolf which was great for me at the time because I was starting to hate that show um so yeah gay- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically not to be stereotypical but it sounds like you enjoy it for the cattiness of it I enjoy, I enjoy it for the
2: for like the rea- like just the realness of right. it. Like I think with both of our panels, like you're gonna get a perspective that you don't normally get in a Comic okay. Con panel. Like if yeah. they were just talking about like oh like let's just talk about gay characters and stuff, and it was just a regular panel, like that's not gonna have the kind of like truthfulness that having a panel full of out gay people in the industry talking about mm-hmm. these things is. Um and yeah, it's always always some good interesting thing i mean i feel the same way like i've attended um a couple of years ago i attended like a, a christian comic panel hmm. and it's much in the same way so like think less like just standard like oh we're going to talk about comics and more like trying to dig into them from like a viewpoint yes yeah, um,
1: yeah and there are uh christian comics panels today i meant to make note of them yeah i forgot <laughs> uh
0: so i have to now choose between these and i yes. feel like no matter what i choose is there one that <laughs> celebrates the role of like White straight guys, because <laughs> maybe I could maybe I would choose that uh, to avoid uh, offending anybody. Did I would mentioned there's the Russo brothers. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, just make the
2: family that, that yeah, There we go. Going to um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, they both sound very interesting. On one hand, yes, it's kind of a uh, more academic discussion. The other is like a different point of view that sounds a little bit a little bit more juicy. Um, I'm going to go with the juicy one. There you go. Oh, right go you. With that. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting
1: killed over here. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, all right, my second one for Friday is going to blow you out of the water. Okay. Ray Harryhausen, The Lost Movies. Mm. For the first time, the secrets have been unearthed for Ray's unmade films. Missing scenes from the films you love. Stunning artworks, models, and test footage all revealing new worlds, epic lands, and fearsome creatures that until now had thought to have been lost for all time. All right, you're going to have to oh, try hard to beat that.
2: I, I won't. Um, <laughs> but the next one I have on here is uh, The Witcher, which is going to be in Hall Age at 215. Um, because. It doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't think I know it what It is, is a book series and a video game series that Netflix is adapting hmm. um, for their service starring Superman, Henry Cavill. Okay. Uh, sort of like the nail in the coffin of his <laughs> <laughs> Superman tenure, unfortunately. Um, and I just, I, this is like their, Netflix has spent a gazillion dollars, right, on its shows. But this is like the first one where it's like, this is the game of thrones of Netflix. Right. Um, and I, Wait,
1: you're going to say, you're saying it's going to be bigger than altered carbon.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like <laughs> Netflix isn't like they spend a hundred million dollars on the crown on one season of the crown. Wow. Um, and I'm every, it's beautiful. It's a wonderful, <laughs> yeah, it's a great that, show. hundred million is up there. This yeah. Is, this
1: is a bubble, right?
0: it For does them. feel especially with so many other streaming services, like upping their game. Yeah. Like, it does feel like this is unsustainable. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I want to see if this is, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, <laughs> yeah, this is the bubble. This starting is to be Netflix's heaven's gate. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pouring a lot of resources into it's it. It's like,
0: okay, everybody under your seat is a big packet of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that is tempting, but obviously yes. I'm going to go Ray Harryhausen.
1: All right, so my third one for Friday is called Future Indies You Must See, and this is uh, one of the uh, – there's a, a, always a couple of film threat panels. They're really Chris Gore panels. Chris Gore is founder of Film Threat. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> see, I've already, already got some uh, <laughs> already got a deficit in, in Tyler's book. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Chris Gore and other <laughs> Film Threat staffers, including Alan Ng, whom I know, and – some people that I don't Bobby Schwartz, Walter areas areas and Anthony Ray bench. Um, so trailer premier premieres and exclusive clips, get a glimpse into movies that can only be seen in limited, limited release, including the best indie sci-fi fantasy and horror. So it sounds like it's a uh, upcoming genre indie movies okay. that
2: are cool. talking about. Okay. Very neat. Um, so my fam- my final panel on Friday is the terror infamy at four forty five, room six. A, um, i don't know if you guys read the dan simmons book or saw the amc adaptation of the I, w- I
0: wanted to i heard it was wonderful
2: um this much like some other like altered carbon is going to get a whole news i think it's anthology i don't know if they're doing it but like anthology series all the rage amc wisely realized that they had something interesting here um and they are setting the second season uh in world war two with in a Japanese American internment camps. Ooh. Um, Oh wow. The first one was on a boat. Right? The first one, it was almost a boat, like a Shackleton type in of the thing, Arctic. Right? Basically yeah. oh, cool. these two, these two ships get stuck in the ice and they start being hunted down by something supernatural. Oh, wow. But like, sounds good. Much in the same way, like in the heart of the sea was like, they were battling against the whale, but then like the cannibalism that happened off screen, like in this, yeah. okay. in the terror, it's like, it happens on screen. But You're, this,
1: <laughs> you're not enticing me any further by comparing no. <laughs> it to In the Heart of the Sea. I, right,
2: <laughs> I really liked In the Heart of the Sea, but more so this second season um, George Takei is a part of the cast, and so he's going to oh, be there at comic So that'll be like a really fun thing, like not coming for Star Trek, but as yeah. somebody with yeah. that kind of legacy being awesome. there, and just that I'm really intrigued to see what the show is going to do without book source material. Um... And telling like this really specific story of like Japanese Americans in these internment camps and like this sh- shape shifting monster that's apparently going through. So was
0: it was it American Horror Story that kicked off this anthology thing or was it something else? I think in
2: in sort of like the modern way that we, we have it now. Yeah.
0: Okay because um, yeah it's it's the thing that i i hear about every once in a while and i it's always interesting to try and think like okay well something had to kick that off and then everyone yeah. wanted to do it um i mean in a way like there's an it's it just hasn't been on as long but like like true detective mm-hmm. sort of did that as well but it's argued but you know people didn't really like that second one and i haven't heard great things about the third one the second one was terrible there are things I like about the second one, but admittedly I, I chose to watch that one first because I had heard it was so much better than the first, that it was so much worse than the first uh-huh. one. So I was like, well, okay. Well,
2: and
0: it was also just like in watching the second one, I had nothing to compare it to. So I just looked at it on its mm, own mm-hmm. and it definitely has some good things going for it. And then I watched the first one and ultimately what I realized is like, okay, so the first one is essentially like Cormac McCarthy. And then the second season is James Elroy, Roy Right. Like Styles, very different types of cases, and that sort of thing. Anyway, um, I'll say this. Uh, I'll say this without burning any bridges. Uh, I'll choose yours, Terrence.
2: Thank
1: you. <laughs> you think we're, we're back this close to being best friends with Chris Core? Huh? Not
0: necessarily. No, but yeah, it's it sounds mean. Uh, if <laughs> I, I cannot stand to hear him talk for two seconds. <laughs> um, when he when he was on. But I've talked. I've talked to him comic before. I, you know what? By all accounts, he's a very nice person to speak with. Right. Um. But like I remember years ago in the in the days of the Paul Goebel show, like Paul was friends with him. And yeah. so I remember <laughs> I have a very specific memory of being at I was working out at the YMCA And I was listening to Paul's most recent show and I listened to every episode and about five minutes in Chris was talking, was literally bragging about having bumper stickers on his car as like, it was like a bold statement and I was like, (laughs) I don't think I can do this. And and I, and I, and he had him on a couple more times and I kept trying and I was like, sorry, Paul, I'm out. And so, uh, (laughs) yeah. And again, from what I've heard, when he talks to you, you feel like He's very nice, very complimentary, all that kind of thing. So I'm sure that's all true, right. but I just now do not value his opinion.
1: Currently, don't have a guest books for two weeks. From now when we do our Comic Con wrap up,
0: <laughs> and then and <laughs> so you love meet, to give him. <laughs> you meet, and you're like like incidentally talk about bumper stickers, and then just walk, and then you you just hear you hear a long silence, and you hear the door shut, and then it's just then it's a two person show. Um, all right, so let's move on to Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, again, I'll start off by mentioning Hall H, almost entirely television, um, Star Trek, Westworld, World, um, and then you've got the animation show of shows, you've got the yearly, entertainment weekly women who kick ass, which includes Betty Gilpin this year from
0: GLOW and other stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but I like her a lot. Immediately, I went. my mind went to Perry Gilpin from Frasier. <laughs> I was like, does she kick ass? I mean, she's I think, kind of a tough who, broad Ross? on that show. Yeah. I think Roz kicks ass. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, she's like the forgotten Frasier. Yeah, member.
0: but she plays an important like that part of his. Like, I feel like over time they kind of downplayed his being like this radio guy.
1: Except they would have like celebrities, co- right? Do yeah, uh, voice anyway. So that's and then and then at five fifteen it's for an hour and a half. Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Um uh, basks in your love of endgame and mm-hmm. announces movies you already know they're making.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um but that's gonna be a big a big hot uh uh what's well, no, it's not a hot
2: ticket. What is the It is a hot ticket. A big
1: ticket? Big ticket, uh, I guess.
2: A, that's the hot ticket. Hot
1: ticket, is that a that's a saying? Hot
2: yeah. ticket? Yeah. Okay. It's like a hot ticket.
1: It's hot.
0: All right. Uh <laughs> I should have used any <laughs> like of I that time to get ready. Trump Pence was a hot ticket to me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Mm. Not literally, of course. Okay. I um yeah, I
1: should have used any of that time to get ready and pick some things to talk about for Saturday, but I didn't.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we're, we're on, we're so we're on Saturday now. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, yes. you know what? Uh, we're halfway through, uh, so I'm oh, going to pivot. What? Never mind. Okay.
1: Sorry, so, I skipped one on Thursday that I should have mentioned. What was it? Uh, was it Thursday or Friday? Um, it was a Studio Ghibli panel. Oh, that's tempting.
0: What, is, what was it called? Other oh, <laughs>
2: Easy. The art of Ghibli. The explicit warning that's okay. going on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, cool.
0: but while we f- while you figure out Saturday, uh, y'all, you only need to figure out one Did right you now. Say y'all, I was I was trying to say you only, and then I oh, okay. it's, it was going to be y'all. Y'all only need to,
2: and so yeah. uh, okay, Terrence, Saturday, wow me. Saturday, starting at eleven thirty in Hall H. Enter the Star Trek universe panel. Um. Because we are getting Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great show. Friend of
1: the show, Doug Jones, is on
0: that show. Yeah.
2: Yes. A friend of everyone, Doug Jones. Uh, That's uh, kind of true, actually. He's actually very He's nice. Actually very he nice. does just walk down the street hugging <laughs> random strangers. <laughs> um, I really love Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I know it's very polarizing amongst like diehard Star Trek fans. Um, of which i am not hmm. and this is sort of my first star trek series i've gone back recently and started to watch like deep space nine and the original series and all those things but like this was sort of my first tv uh foray with star trek and so i'm very excited to have them there uh we're getting the picard series mm-hmm. whatever his sequel hmm. and i i just i'm really interested to see Cause he's like riding on that. And I think Michael Chabon is the showrunner. Yeah. Um, really? Yes. Uh, Pulitzer prize winning author of amazing adventures of Cavalier and clay. Yeah. Uh, which you all Wonder should boys, read. Wonder boys. Yeah. Starting up torn. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and no then, one else. Yes. <laughs> so he plays
0: all the roles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to get my star Trek on. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: All right. So, um, 4 PM at the Horton grand theater. This mm. is a weird, the Horton grand is, um, weird for a hot ticket thing because yeah. again I keep saying hot ticket because you can't just line up like a regular panel you have to line up earlier in the day to get a ticket yeah. Yeah. for the later in the day panel it's very difficult I've only done it like once ever <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll try it on Saturday for 4pm the scary stories to tell in the dark a master class with Guillermo del Toro that, so, that's, Gar- that's and, the one yeah Guillermo del Toro yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Andre Overdahl who is directing scary yeah. stories to tell in the dark are doing a panel um, about how they came up with the design and everything for yeah. scary stories. That's going to gonna be great.
2: I wish it was at a different time. Cause I really want to go to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I get the, the ticket. Yep. It's really annoying. Um, I do. Uh, you know what? It's interesting that Guillermo del Toro and our friend Doug Jones are themselves friends because one is short and big. The other is tall and skinny and they both love hugging people. Like yeah. I just want <laughs> to see, I want a documentary about the two of them just walking around and <laughs> solving the world's problems yeah. through hugs and yeah. positivity. Yeah. But also,
1: Doug is very wholesome and family-friendly in real life, sure. Guillermo, del Toro, du, Guillermo del Toro cusses like a sailor uh, yeah. that's <laughs> in true, real yeah. life. Uh,
0: and I do remember uh, uh, in like the making of the first Hellboy, I remember John Hurt said a wonderful <laughs> thing about Guillermo del Toro. It, it, it sounded like, a co- it was a compliment, but it also sounded like an insult. He goes, he's like, you know, he goes, the more I, the more I know, the longer I know Guillermo del Toro, the more I realize that he's so big. So that it, it can accommodate his big heart. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, that I know you're talking about it. he's a kind man, but also he could also just have an enlarged heart as well. That's very possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your second choice today, Terrence?
2: Um, this is a good one because I feel like so the way I built the schedule on my sketch was like if I get into Hall okay. H
1: so again. You keep using terms that the non-comic con yeah. people don't know. That is the,
0: the the sort of app or program within yeah. the Comic Con yeah.
2: website Which is to great build your own schedule. To look at their schedule just yeah. in general is yeah. tough. I um,
0: had a moment for I was like, okay, either that is the name of the app, uh-huh. or you just said my, my schedule. Yeah, no. and I was like <laughs> you know. uh <laughs> I like you I like to think That we're friends But we're not So, so close That I can just Openly mock you If you say My
2: sketch <laughs> Yeah no But it's thankfully the It's the, of the name of the app So I don't have to worry so about like it So like I built two tracks Which is like The Hall H And I'll just sit in there trash, sure. And if like I don't get in the Hall H Here are all the other things I'm gonna do um, And one of those Other things that I would do Although I think I can do this Because stuff uh, DC Universe Series sneak, pe- sneak previews And Q&A In the Indigo Ballroom At 7pm Hmm I want to be in this room solely to hear them talk about Doom Patrol. Okay, sure. Um, I haven't seen it. It looks great, though. Doom Patrol. So the DC Universe shows are what's a good, not good. <laughs> um, Titans is terrible. Young Justice Outsiders is like the they wanted to be. They wanted to take this cartoon that everybody really liked when we were like. Two years younger than we are now, and now it's like super adult, and people are getting killed, and there's blood and all. So like and that's that's live action too. That's animated. Oh, okay, but Titans is live action. Titans is live action. And Doom Patrol is live action. Doom Patrol is like, but Doom Patrol is the weirdest, craziest, most progressive, fun superhero TV show I've ever seen. It's like bonkers, um, and i really want to know what's going to happen in season two given how it ended um it's such a weird cast of characters and they're just like they're not afraid to just do crazy things on that show and i think because it's not as well known a property they really dug into like what made those characters unique and interesting and just tried to make a really good show rather than like you know when you have like Dick Grayson and you know you eventually have to get to Nightwing you have to mm-hmm. hit these steps um so yeah i i want to know and i'm also interested is DC universe going to fold into HBO Max like they canceled mm. Swamp Thing are they going to even talk about that like what
0: <laughs> i had heard and i had heard that they canceled Swamp Thing after what two episodes mm-hmm. but i heard that people said those episodes were actually quite good
1: well there's a there's a rumor about why they counted I don't know if you saw. Oh, okay. That, like, basically, they. I guess, basically, North Carolina accidentally gave them a bigger tax break than they were supposed to for the first season. Uh-huh. And then, when they fixed the loophole yeah. and they realized how much they would it was have
2: to like spend for a second season, 40 they. 40 million. Uh, it was like 14 to 40 million. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> They, uh, <laughs>
1: 'Cause apparently it was a it was a really good looking yeah. show. Yeah.
2: Like oh, the VFX look. are amazing. Like they're doing like practical effects like the thing. It reminded me a lot of that. Mm. So Oh wow. Yeah, hmm. so DC Universe. Alright.
1: All right. And then, so my second one is this is I don't know. So part of it is my choice is a part like yeah, the stuff I'm interested in is changing because my tastes are changing. But part of it is a lot of these are like let's look back panels. I sure mm-hmm. it's just me getting old too. Yeah. So yes. at, uh, yeah. In room six, a Batman, 1989 movie, 30th anniversary. It's that one. Uh, I don't think Michael Keaton, or anyone's <laughs> going to be there. I don't. <laughs> Michael, I don't, Michael right. Oslin, re- originator and executive producer. What room is it in? Uh, it's in room six, a, but yeah. it's not till six PM.
2: <laughs> Michael Keaton's not shocked.
1: <laughs> Well up. Well, you know what? <clears throat> that, you say that, but there was one time, there were a number of years in a row where they did a move uh, a panel for the Goon movie, which was a Kickstarter thing they were trying yeah. to you know, be made out of Eric Powell's The Goon, and they kept doing a panel every year saying, "Don't do the Kickstarter now." I think it's it's dead. But um, David Fincher was a producer on that movie, and Paul Giamatti was voicing. Uh, Frankie in like the test that they made mm-hmm. if you know the character from the goon and yeah one year in this tiny room like room 25 BC or whatever like one of those uh David Fincher and Paul G. Mighty walked in yeah, yeah. I mean I've had
2: that experience which, when I saw Scream Queens the they premiered the first episode and then Jamie Lee and Curtis and Kiki Palmer and Emma Roberts and Leah Michelle and, and Billy Lord were all there and that was like a fun sort of yeah, surprise thing, but yeah. like Michael Keaton's not coming to the Batman panel, <laughs> but it's, it could still
0: be great. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is the the film person in me. It's like, yes, yeah, so you're talking about Batman, but it also means, and this again, this is me being snobbish about Comic Con, a place that I love going because it's so positive. But now I'm being negative, which is like, yeah. The concept of German expressionism is going to be discussed on that panel, if only for a moment, which is exciting to me because. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you want to hear at Comic Con. That's the kind of stuff that I, well, because not you know I don't expect an entire panel on German Expressionism, but right. given the origin, like if you go and look at Conrad Veidt and the Man Who Laughs, that's the Joker. Like that's yeah. if you look at the image, like clearly that's who they base the the visual design of the Joker. Why don't you on. bring
1: that up because we just talked about that
0: movie a couple days ago on the movie journal. How about that? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> And I remember how much you hated it. (laughs) Very strange. Uh, For, like, really weird political reasons. uh, Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Not the case. But, yeah, so I would definitely... I've been, I'm interested in doom patrol, but like, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, I guess I'm choosing which one I would go to. Yes. And it's like, well, this one holds nothing for me. Yes. And this one holds, I
2: would say everything, everything for yes. me. Yes. Okay. We're going to
0: everything thing. I am.
1: That's all, all right. right. What's Terrence, what's your third and final one? So I'm not going to
2: choose Marvel. Yeah. Because that's my number one panel of this whole comic con thing. Okay. Um, seven thirty in room two, a writing workshop with J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, um, because I want to hear the philosophy of writing of the guy who made Sense Eight.
1: Yeah, I lo- J. Michael Straczynski does multiple panels every year. Yeah, and the one the, so the year after Sense Eight premiered, mm-hmm. Netflix was like, "No, we're not bringing Sense Eight to yeah. Comic Con." And then so Jay Michael Straczynski did just like a Q and A with me, but it was very. Street oh yeah, four, I was It was like this is going to be a sensei panel.
2: Yes, because I remember waiting in line for that <laughs> yeah. and being terrified that I wasn't going to get in, and I was I was like one of the last twenty people to get oh, into that wow. one, and it was a sensei panel, and it was great. Yeah, I want because Um I loved it, even though it was had problems galore, but like the writing of it is just bonkers, and it broke so many sort of television rules. I really feel like sensei was the first time that people started talking about shows it's like oh this is like a long movie Hmm. like like that really sort of because they were like the first four episodes is the first act the second four is the second act Mm and the the last four is the third um and they definitely wrote it that way for better and worse um and i just want i want to be able to pick his brain have hear him talk to like a group of aspiring writers in this new sort of television landscape
0: and anything that's a workshop setting is interesting yeah. at, at Comic-Con. I remember several years ago, I went to um, a sort of a, a voiceover workshop with Wally Wingert, mm. And, you know, he's... I went because he is the voice of the Riddler in the Arkham <laughs> games. But he's done a, a million other things as yeah. well. And so... Uh, and eventually, I reached out to him and had him on my other podcast. But um, but it's, it's interesting because the person's there by themselves and they're not speaking they're not talking about like oh I remember I was doing this movie Mm -hmm. they're talking about like you said their philosophy behind this thing and so like even though I wasn't looking to get into voiceover it's always interesting whether it be an artistic endeavor or not to me it's always interesting when someone talks about the way they approach their job and so that's that's interesting but is it as interesting as what David is going to say
1: so here's the thing I'm going to tell you off the bat I'm not actually going to go to this panel because it's at 9 p.m. on Saturday and I will be all panelled out <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at 9 p.m. on the fourth day of of Comic Con. <laughs> but the reason it's at 9 p.m. the reason they saved it for Comic Con after dark is it's another look back. It's the 45th anniversary of Trauma with Lloyd Kaufman and a bunch of other people. But Lloyd Kaufman, Trauma, looking back at 45 years of of of, of Trauma. 9 Who p.m. If oh. if uh, Maybe Marvel surprises us by ringing James Gunn for sure. Guardians 3 and maybe James Gunn shows up at the trauma panel. That would pretty, it'd be uh, pretty neat. That um, would be cool. Uh, that again, one's... I'm not, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, An 8 p.m. panel in general, but 9 p.m. on Saturday when I, I am... Uh, I'll be Tucker. I love late-night panels. Yeah?
2: Um, I do. Well, I actually might attend that one because I'm leaving on Monday rather than Sunday. <laughs> so oh, you also. are. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, I've always... Uh, yeah, I... There's always there's people who do that or there's people that I've always known, like because the people I know who like are journalists who come in from out of town to cover for movie stuff, Mm -hmm. they leave bright and early Sunday morning. Yeah. Because there's nothing on Sunday to cover for if you're a movie journalist. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's other people like you do who stay until Monday and they go because there's even like a there's like still a party Sunday night this year that the. SDCC unofficial blog mm-hmm. is, is throwing. I think I'm going go to go there that. Yeah, that. I, I, I would if I were going to be in town too. I'm somewhere in between. I don't generally go to a lot of panels on Sundays, but I do like to walk the floor on that sure. time. I have a uh, standing tradition with our friend Kate Kolzik from the Televerse. We get margaritas every uh, every Sunday at like noon or so um, at, at Comic-Con. So that's mm. my, my
0: Sunday. Did you, did you pick one yet? I forget. Between the two. I've not picked one. Um, it's v- They're both actually very tempting because I have about about equal uh um, <laughs> exposure to J. Michael's uh, Str- Straczynski, who apparently we can't whose name we can't say yeah. uh and trauma um, i would say it's probably trauma uh, it's tough though yeah i would probably we'll say look at that PM one panel on a saturday yeah, but that just sounds yeah, like yeah. Tough. because also like i've seen enough trauma stuff to be like it's one of those things that when i was younger i had an appreciation for And I or sorry, when I was younger, I loved it as I've gotten older. I have an appreciation for it, Mm -hmm. but I don't have the passionate love for it that some people do. And it's like I, I remember years ago we had Kyle Anderson on and I was talking about Roger Corman. And it's just like aside from being a launching point for directors, his movies are often not unwatchable but not good either and so like but there's this affection for him and his movies yeah uh and i think it comes from a certain youthful enthusiasm about like hey gang let's put on a show yeah, uh,
1: yeah. but
0: i feel like after a while you kind of grow out of that and these aren't movies that you would return to i don't know and i feel very much the same about trauma um where yeah, coffin has
1: <laughs> not lost that verb yeah yeah for that yeah um, all right, Sunday. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do any. I don't know if you have. I'll just mention Hall H Sunday once again. It's all TV. It's Supernatural, mm-hmm. Riverdale, and Mayans. Oh
2: God, Riverdale. Um, <laughs> Jen loves Riverdale. I haven't seen oh, any what of a it. Terrible show. Uh, You're a terrible show. All of my Sunday things are like the world premiere of Scooby Doo Return to Zombie Island. <laughs> and the the, Sunday is kids' day. That's and the world premiere of Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's always been a thing with Comic Con. That Sunday is kids' yeah. day. Um, Saturday used to always be Star Wars Day. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, now every day, not just a Comic Con, every day is Star Wars Day. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they stopped doing that. And Star Wars isn't even coming because no. they've got D twenty
0: three.
1: Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah, bad. Disney is doing with conventions what they're also doing with like streaming services. It's like, no, yeah. we're just going to have our own.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and it'll never be as cool because Comic Con was not built by the content creators right. or the rights yeah. holders. It was. It was built from the fandom up no. uh, anyway I, yeah, I talk a lot of shit but I still get very, really misty-eyed and defensive about Comic-Con uh, San Diego Comic-Con especially <laughs> which is still a not-for-profit organization after all these years
0: 50 years well and also this I, I remember I, I wrote a I wrote a blog about this uh, about WonderCon a few years ago that it, it's this is all very lofty but when it comes right down to it one of the things that's great about Comic-Con is that people who have completely different um, fandoms or nerddoms as our friend Jackie Cation would say Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, dorkdom she would say dorkdom Um, okay she uh, and incidentally that's kind of one of the things I liked about her podcast is like everybody's a nerd about something yeah and Mm -hmm. Comic Con brings all these different tribes together yes. and to like rub elbows with each other whereas and so like for for Disney to just like no we're keeping Star Wars for this one thing over mm-hmm. here for D23 and yeah they'll have other Disney stuff too which is increasingly all kinds of things but it's a shame because like no I want a place where the Star Trek and the Star Wars nerds can come together mm-hmm. and just like hey we may not love the same thing we may secretly hate each other but at least we have passion in our lives and that's what it's all about Yeah, but it's
1: even more different than that you can also like buy rare baseball <laughs> cards and then go watch guys in medieval armor yeah. swords at each other. Yeah. Like you yeah. can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, whatever someone is nerdy about. Uh, it's, it's there. So, um, I don't know. Do you have any
2: final thoughts? I'm putting you on the spot here. I mean, I'm still shuffling the schedule around. Oh yeah. Like I made this and there are like literally 20 panels I selected on Friday right. that I have to narrow down. And that doesn't even include like the offsite stuff. Um, like Amazon right. is doing something for all of their shows and Fox has a whole deal and there's like scare Diego and Conan and Conan
1: all. house. Yeah. So Conan is not only doing live shows like he always does. He also has a Conan house, like a, yeah. a place where they'd be doing like stand up shows every night.
2: Oh, neat. Yeah. The Peanuts are bringing Snoopy celebrating the Apollo mission. Yeah. That's like a pop up, <laughs> uh, which I actually really want to go to, <laughs> All those words,
0: yeah. <laughs> as the, as the sentence progressed, I was like,
2: "I, I don't know what you're saying." Yeah, there's so there's all sorts of other stuff that I have to like factor in, but I'm excited.
1: Yeah, me too. I will see you down there. No mm-hmm. meetup. This no battleship retention meetup this year for the second year in a row. I think we're we're done with that.
0: Um, if I if if I start coming again, uh, and I and I think i'm gonna try i think next week and next year i'll I'll definitely give it a try okay um and then yeah then because that's the thing it's no meet up without me obviously then it's just (laughs) me david who hates our fans uh that's not true at all (laughs) you don't even call them fans
1: yeah no they're listeners because i respect them when you call them fans you're i i feel like that's
0: I like, to call them, I like to call them self-aggrandizing. I like to call them followers, uh, but not in like a Twitter sense. If you know what I mean, more <laughs> in like a you know, like a yeah. Charlie says kind of thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh,
1: I was trying to remember the name of the cult where they all wore heads and kill themselves. There.
0: What was that called? Well, it was the it was the connected to the comet, right? The Hillbot yeah. comet. You remember this? But now I don't recall. Uh, not the was
1: kids it? Part. Not, was it? Uh, almost it the heavens Gate, Was it?
0: I, it was something like that. It might yeah. have been Heaven's Gate. So you know that yeah. cult really bombed. I got to tell you that.
1: Uh, <laughs> but now I feel like it's it's gotten a cultural reappreciation. Exactly. Yeah. Oh I mean, that's the
0: thing. You know, <laughs> when people look at modern cults, like you know what? Actually, this Heaven's Gate, I appreciate <laughs> it being so <laughs> ambitious with their kids. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, that was a weird, what a <laughs> note to end. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you can find us, and you can find. Uh, I'm not sure. I never know what kind of Comic Con coverage I'll be doing. It depends on what sort of panels i end up at
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but you'll get some sort of comic-con coverage over at battleshippretention.com dot com right now battleshippretention.com dot com you've got uh let's see my uh most recent reviews are of uh the farewell which is very good in the art of self-defense which is i think i'm in the minority but i don't think it's worth your time um my review of the lion
0: king will be up by then
1: uh oh okay by the time um, this goes up also on the Patreon this week, we did a BP TV journal. We got to uh, we didn't dive as deep as I wanted to on kitchen nightmares. We talked a lot of kitchen nightmares, uh, right. but I could talk about kitchen nightmares for hours. Yes, so I look I forward to future BP TV <laughs> journals talking more about kitchen nightmares uh, and other stuff we've been watching. Uh, Alex wrote about the Richard Lester's Three Musketeers movies for his Criterion predictions column that's just some of what's going on over at battleship and you can find uh you can email us david at battleship or tyler at battleship you can follow me david on twitter at Davypretension you can follow tyler at tyler
0: Pretension. tyler anything to plug uh not that i'm
2: aware of terrence where can people find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lenoir tour. That's L E N O I R A U T E U R. Uh, Lenoir tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Lenoir net, Um, where you can find reviews of a lot of movies since I'm playing movie catch up. Uh, yeah. yeah like Midsummer, Spider-Man far from home, Lion King, fast color.
1: How's fast color.
2: It's really good. Yeah. I'm not surprised that it only played a few theaters because it's very quiet. Yeah. Um, and people don't understand distribution models, but that's not a conversation for. Well, right it's not. Now. I mean, it's on. But it's not. But now you can see it readily available on digital, so that's great. Yeah, right. It's available to
1: buy as of this recording. I think by the time you're mm-hmm. hearing this, it might also be available to rent on, on video on demand. Yeah, I know that was coming in mid mid July. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Fast Color Julia Hart's last movie. Miss Stevens ended up being one of my favorite movies of that year. That's right. So. Um, well, thanks for, for being here. Yeah, Terrence. it was fun. Thanks for talking Comic-Con with us. Yeah. And uh, thank you at home for
0: listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.